guys. Oh, hey y'all. Guys now. Um, we're back with another episode. And this time we're going to be looking at conscious consumption. And we're going to like delve into the media. And now know it's a topic that we always kind of come back to whenever we're discussing our episode so we've decided to kind of explore it in a bit more depth so i am um, hosting the first part and it's me sabrina um and i'm going to introduce you to claire hi everyone and we have sadie hi hello so yeah like in media club and all of our conversations we always talk about like i think problem areas of media so i think uh, hmm. I think it's best to dive into maybe like an example. So, I mean, I think one movie, have you seen Parasite, Sadie? Yes. I I think that when you watch a film, especially if it's quote unquote non-Western films, you need to be aware that film. So, for example, Parasite does not represent Korea. <laughs> it's just a tiny aspect of it. And then I think we need to think about, okay, well, like who's financing the film? Who's directing it? Who wrote the story? So just because sometimes like in a film, the actors are all seemingly diverse does not necessarily mean the story itself is diverse. Because often with Netflix, the financiers are all white. And how authentic is a culture portrayed? And I think we've been seeing a lot of people like claiming knowledge of like BL and like oh yeah I'm part of the movement like critiquing certain types of media and it's like but how well do you know the culture and I think we also need to look at the actors bureau colorism I think Sabrina and I always discuss how the protagonist is always light-skinned even if they're POC they're always light-skinned and I think just again like you know if you watch a film like Parasite just watch it for the film it's a it's a societal um, commentary so watch it as that don't say like oh, this is my study into Korea you know I've had colleagues saying like oh is all of Korea like that it's like you've never been there you're just watching this because it's supposedly what was it Academy Award I, that doesn't to be honest that doesn't mean shit to me but so yeah those are what i was aware of so what do we how how do we think we can apply that like consciously consumption framework when we're watching say the last samurai i knew he was gonna pick that one <laughs> it's such know, a classic do you know what i enjoy the movie just because tom cruise is in it and i do like kind of like action-based films but right. it did cheese me off um because I feel like in Japanese culture, what samurais represent and kind of like the history behind it, I think to have like a white male is playing like a lead role, um, the lead part, and he is a samurai. Oh. I just, I just felt like they could have done better in terms yeah. of getting. So they could have got someone Japanese um, to play the part, or someone who kind of identifies with that culture and that way of life or knows a bit more about it to play the part. Because then it's like, even though it was called The Last Samurai, there's not much. You don't <laughs> learn much about samurais from, like, oh, I just, no. yeah, I just felt like it, that, they, they do that a lot in, like, Hollywood. It's, mm. they will um, take a culture mm. and put it on screen, but then the person representing that culture doesn't reflect the culture in, in the slightest or doesn't um, yeah. represent that area. And I think another example which, which we should have put on there was, um, is it Exodus, um, Gods, and, Gods and Kings? I didn't watch it. Did you um, watch it, Katie? Oh, I, I, I watched it and it yeah. was just like, I think it's, it's Exodus, Gods and something. But it was 
it's Egypt and Cleopatra mm. was a white oh, woman and that was something that just really got under my skin because I was just like really you're gonna go to you're gonna portray this as being Egypt but not one person looked Egyptian it was just yeah. the, the wigs do you know when like attention to detail as well and I feel like that's where they're lazy as well um is the costumes and just little accents that would represent a certain culture or um, a certain country or something. And I just feel like they they cheaply do it, not only with, it doesn't matter how good the actors are in that role, like the whole makeup and everything behind it, it's like it's been poorly executed. Right. Sorry, I'm just going to say one more thing before I ask Sadie, but uh, I was going to talk about this later, but just to quickly bring it up. So um, there's a YouTuber named Anna Connor, and she was talking about exotification. So basically, um, well, she was quoting some, sorry, she was quoting some researchers who said that nowadays uh, racism is more nuanced. So of course, there's cultural appropriation, but now a lot of white people are using culture to make a profit so if we look at <laughs> these examples like the last samurai of course it's cultural appropriation but it's also intensely exotification because they're ch- taking a quote-unquote exotic culture and spun it into a really shit hollywood movie and there are layers of problems with that movie as well like oh no that i mean didn't that ja- that japanese woman's like husband died and tom cruise was like oh like let's get together like so problematic even in terms of like the gender thing too but anyways i but i feel like that's happening more especially with netflix i mean if you look at all of these movies they're white finance which you know that that's not i'm not saying that's a problem but why isn't why aren't there more diversity producers and Cobra Kai I think is another classic example it's like they had one Asian person in the entire show and he was still a villain <laughs> what the hell <laughs> like I you just have to laugh at these kind of things sometimes but it's actually interesting that you like just talked about sort of I think maybe a shift that we're seeing now because that's where my mind went as well I feel like society is starting to talk more about this and focus this and emphasize the fact that like there needs to be so much more diversity in media but I think it could and maybe is leading to like types of representations that are not actually benefiting people of color like honoring the diversity of experiences etc and so my mind definitely went there and this is like sort of also about books. I don't know if the, all the oh, yeah, examples yeah. here are like TV hmm. and movies, but one of yeah. the other things that I think I've been thinking about is that I've been seeing so many people, especially white people, really upholding like certain types of media. So like um, Rebecca Kindy's book or other books that like really specifically focus on like a DEI work, but not mm. recognizing that like you don't need to just be uplifting the type of media that is focused on that. Like there are all kinds of incredible books and podcasts and movies and TV shows um, that exist that are not like specifically from that lens or supporting people in doing that work, but are just like people making incredible art. Um, And so I think that's one of the things that I've been trying to more explicitly focus on, like in my own media consumption. Um, And I don't think that's been like positive 
messaging in our society recently, at least in what I'm seeing yeah. in America. Oh, I, I think this is why I get annoyed when people are like, oh, I, 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 I don't I don't have time. Like, I don't have time to do the work. It's like, well, first off, you can choose to watch media with POC characters in it, at least because, you know, every al- the algorithm does log that or like read a book or whatever. Like, you can always do something but another thing is i have seen a lot of good good intention allies like do watching the media and trying to educate themselves and which is great but then they kind of pass over the stereotypes because it, it always like annoys me for example when you know an asian character is described with like slanty eyes or is always from china but that's i think that's such a embedded trope that it's not even considered like a real microaggression whereas if you read a book and you know like the black character gets gets shot because unfortunately that is a reality especially in the u.s then everyone's like oh my god oh my god like honing in on it which obviously you need to hone in on that but there are lots of nuances to these types of issues that i I think readers aren't recognizing but then i don't necessarily think it's the reader's fault either i think it is societal but ah it's so complicated so yeah what do you think sabrina i think it's easier with books because you can kind of with books you've got to go out there and you've got to actively look or you've got to actively browse and i know we do that when we look through netflix and everything but then if all netflix is showing us is those kinds of things and there's no diversity then it's like that's the platform itself and when you're paying to to consume something Mm -hmm. you expect to have a range of choice whereas when you're going into a bookshop it's your 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 choice before you actually buy the book to Mm, um, choose what you want whereas with like netflix and amazon um you're already paying a subscription so with the subscription you should have you should be getting that content in and i know netflix um have like made an effort with east asian dramas on um to kind of have a lot of them on there um and you'll have the one or two that become really popular then everyone talks about it but it's like (laughs) do you know when they've always been there (laughs) and it's only like now i feel like if netflix made it a thing where um thing where um content that wasn't produced in the uk wasn't produced in america have more of a spotlight so you can actually see these things more that you don't have to go digging for them i think that would give um other voices a chance to be heard but i feel like it's just that yeah a lot of it comes down to kind of how things are marketed and how things are accepted when you look at like media produced in the uk and the Mm -hmm. us we're always around kind of um western influences so it's easier for us to kind of like um get that content and unfortunately out that content isn't that diverse whereas if you step outside the uk and you step outside um america you have lots of a diverse range of content but because they're not produced on the same budget that Mm. the us and the uk do then we don't really get to see that content unless again we actively search for it and if you know that you're at the top of the industry and the industry needs more diversity wouldn't you find a way to bring in voices that can't be heard instead of thinking well you don't have the money to kind of make your thing known so we're just gonna deal with the things that get the most um, funding or the most um kind of recognition um i know they're kind of making steps now but you know when there's like they could do more to be inclusive yeah yeah well always uh i can't remember actually but 
I quoted Robin D'Angelo's because uh, she cited the top, uh, the senior stakeholders at Netflix uh, percentage who are white. And it was like, it was quite a high number. I can't remember directly off the top of my head. But I mean, yeah, I, I think the reality right now is that um, the U.S. has a large cultural influence on these types of issues. I, I mean, it's not right because... Like you said, Sabrina, there is a ton of content and books that just don't get the attention because of budgeting marketing issues. I mean, it is very political, but, you know, even looking at these types of shows like Moxie and Ginny and Georgia, of course, I watched it because it's you need like a lighthearted show at the end of the day, but they just gloss over these issues. And uh, so, for example, like, um, I don't have you two seen Ginny and Georgia? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. I'm I'm not giving anything away, but basically a mixed race black girl dates and also a mixed race Asian guy from Taiwan. Can't remember, but they have like a series of oppression Olympics, like, oh, like my experience is worse than yours. And that's actually like a really interesting topic that's rarely touched because it's a POC and POC conflict, but they just <laughs> gloss over. And I'm like, on the one hand, these types of things we don't we wouldn't have seen like five years ago like like a lot of friends that i was talking to was like well isn't it good that that it's just there like Ginny and georgia the characters are her her supporting friends are like characters of color is not good i'm like but (laughs) it's all the same it's very tokenistic it's like tick box it's done 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 and clearly it's not getting resolved so i i just wonder if we do need some sort of if we do need to make more of an active effort to watch things consciously and think about the repercussions. I mean, Lupin, such a good show, very attractive man, but you know, he's still lusting after two white women. I mean, love is love, you know, whatever. But it's like, can we switch it up? Like, why? Why is it like this? So I, f- I feel like we have to kind of actively support our own and kind of bring recognition itself because the industry is not going to do well they're trying to do it but the pace they're doing it it's going to take it's going to take a lifetime I think we kind of need to um, step away from everything produced um, in Hollywood or everything that's had like big budgets spent on it and start actually exploring different um, people because you've got directors that do amazing jobs and you've got writers that do amazing jobs but they are not in a position where their work can kind of be spotlighted. So I feel like we need to kind of create the spotlight like ourselves. I think we just need to have more discussions about um, like media that we're coming across, like what we do with Media Club, the different media that we're exploring, or just kind of like word of mouth of just telling people like, check check this out. And it's hard when you have people that just don't want to engage in like other other cultures because then it's like, oh, well that this is like really cool it's really kind of underappreciated but Mm. the people around me don't don't want to I feel like there needs to be more more spaces um it's like I went to the Berlin Film Festival when I was at uni and that was just an amazing experience because I actually got to see different films that weren't produced um in the UK or the US everything I watched had subtitles which wasn't a problem and I think because we're so used to people speaking English I feel like people are just they don't want to step outside their comfort zone of having to read subtitles but then when you think that's what everyone else has to do to consume our content they either have to um 
be able to speak English or they, they have to be, or it has to be translated. So when people huff and puff over this, over that, it's like, we're a small percentage of the world, you know, but yet we have a heavy focus on us for the, the fact of colonization, the fact that English is, people have to learn it. And yeah, people yeah. still feel like they have to learn it now. Um, it, it's mm. crazy. And I think that really does have a knock on effect on how people consume media because the moment it's in a different language, it's like, mm. oh, it drops down in the ratings. It could be absolutely amazing. Like Parasite is absolutely amazing. But the fact that people have to read subtitles, I know a lot of people won't watch it. We start together. <laughs> yeah. My dad, I made my dad watch it when I went home. We watched, I watched oh, it. Did you like it? Yeah, he thought it was amazing. <laughs> yeah yeah the set work is like can you believe that was a set like the 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 alleyway i'm like what um yeah that entire street was a set i'm like wow create uh creative work creates a lot of jobs right like you need to create the set and do all that jobs i just want to quickly add i think we choose these movies because it's easy it takes effort to watch something in a different language and you want to i mean i'm guilty of that too i think like to sabrina's point earlier the algorithms are also like pushing us away from it like all of those movies are in one little section called international films or foreign films or something like they should be mixed in by their categories by you know it's like it doesn't need to be separate and so i totally agree like including myself sometimes it's like you know if i open a a show and realize it has subtitles i'm like oh man i can't be scrolling through my phone at the same time and (laughs) but it's also like literally the systems that are helping us select these things are like siloing them and pushing them off and putting them in their own category which i think is huge too another thing that we touch upon is like colorism and you know we kind of talked about media so sometimes when i'm sharing my insights with you know even like white friends um it's never said in like a malicious way but i kind of do feel like oh you think i'm overreacting and you know sometimes maybe i am overthinking things i I can't help it how do you do think like won't especially if you're talking about innate things like what did you think of this movie like how do you listen as an ally or like how do you even listen poc and poc without like feeling threatened or getting defensive because like you know when people talked about parasite and they kept like commenting on Korea. Just I know this is like a different example. I just kind of want to be like, can you stop talking? Oh my god. So yeah, what are y'all's thoughts? I think I get triggered all the all the time. Um, I think it definitely depends what the the context of the um of the situation is or whatever is being presented to me. I think anything stereotypical to do with slavery or crime or anything like that. I'm always sour by the end of it. I can never watch something like that without it just boiling inside me. Yeah. I think when I hear people um, talk about other PLC narratives and kind of comment, especially East Asian culture, I think when I hear people comment on it, it really gets under my skin because I, um, from watching a lot of the dramas as well, because I predominantly watch anime, so I'm constantly listening to Japanese, but um, watching a lot of the dramas on Netflix, that's when I started to kind of pick up the differences in terms of um, different parts of East Asia and the different languages and kind of like the different, um, like tone of voice and everything. And um, so when I hear people being, um, I was assuming someone's race it's just like no there is very clear differences if you take the time to understand Mm -hmm. there are clear different differences it's like if you went to different parts of europe 
you would know the difference between someone speaking French and someone speaking Spanish. You're expected to know. Yeah. So why isn't that? It's like, why isn't what we, the values and things that we kind of apply to Europeans, why don't we apply that to the rest of the world? Colonization. Like, yeah. Imperialism. <laughs> It is, or if you don't understand or you don't know, it's just best not to comment. If you're going to talk about um, a specific part of Asia and you Mm. don't know, just say Asia. (laughs) Just be politically correct (laughs) or don't say anything at all. Don't assume you know. Get away from exotification. That that is it's the worst. It's like the carry. It's like you have different parts of the world and people just generalize. And it's like if you don't generalize using one country as like the the example. It's like if you're going to say, oh, the Caribbean, but that you're just talking about Jamaica, then that's not the that's not the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah, right, it's right. just like I just don't, I think it's ignorance and they're just unwillingness to kind of learn, and it really does come down to colonization and just the way that kind of, England really did play such a, a bad part in it because that is the yeah, most the most spoken. Well, it's not the most spoken language. Mandarin is the most spoken language in the world, but the entitlement that English people have when kind of interacting with other countries or other cultures, they expect that person to understand them. And if they can't understand them, then then you're stupid or, oh, there's just such negativity for towards people that can't understand English when the world does not revolve around such any place. Yeah. It's not reflected in our uh, Netflix screens, unfortunately. It's not. And that's, that's what's crazy is when you think that, when you look at the language options as well, it's just like, oh, they'll probably be translated into two or other different languages. And it's just like, yeah. but if you click on anything, there's always got subtitles in English always have subtitles in English but there's mm-hmm. never I, I feel like even if it takes more effort to have about 100 different languages that you can choose from on flipping Netflix then they need to figure out a, a, a way to do it because yeah there's just there's just so many levels to it and I think not not enough is done yeah yeah absolutely I mean I think I'm just like approaching this as somebody that is white is I think like so can be so emotionally disconnected and I aware that I am so blind to so much of this and I think one of the biggest things honestly just over the last few years is that I've started to notice sort of like my own blinders like slowly opening and I'm aware how much it's like going over my head and so I think the biggest thing is just like both continuing to push myself to have a critical lens and be asking exactly the type of questions that you had showed at the beginning of this, Claire, Um, but also just listening. Like there are lots of places where I do think it's valuable to speak up and to elevate people's voices and advocate for things. And also like, it's not my place to be judgmental or reactive to what people are sharing. And so I think like the balance of that, like I don't want to be passive and just not talk because it is important to have people with my identity also be saying these things are valuable and important, but also I don't think I should be driving that. And honestly, I think that balance is something that I'm like continue to sort of like wrestle with and and struggle with, but it's something that I'm committed to continuing to figure out. Yeah, I mean, I think our takeaway is that the system is designed to make all of us fail including well-intentioned i mean all all of us are allies at the end of the day you know notwithstanding privilege and you know we we've just talked about this so you know we are going to try to diversify our content consumption but it's hard it It requires effort and time and it's a friday like i just want to watch what i want to watch but 
you know, sometimes I'm like, if I'm going to watch a shit rom-com, I'm going to watch a shit K-drama <laughs> rom-com. But then it's, you know, culturally, it's very different for me, too. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Let, let's continue, continue talking. I know it was like a bit short today, but an ongoing journey bleeds into every sector, including what we watch. I don't care what anyone says. It's, it's just really real. I think the main takeaway is just growth. I think you can't go wrong if you have good intentions and you're willing to grow. I think everyone is prejudiced in life at some point. And that's okay because you don't have the answers to everything. If you don't know something, you genuinely don't know something. Actively trying to learn and trying to understand, it goes a long way instead of just happy knowing that you don't know everything and just not trying to find out um, the answer. Like I go through phases where I only kind of consume um, content in English and that's just me being being lazy um, but then I have times where I can't remember the last thing that I watched like crash was, landing on you admit it yeah I do <laughs> I get so sucked in to like watching things mm-hmm. to the point that when I am watching things in English and I'm stuck in front of the TV I'm like I can actually do stuff because I don't have to read subtitles <laughs> and it really takes me it takes me a while to transition back into kind of watching something in English or transition back into watching something in Um, Japanese but I think the more you kind of put yourself in in front of new content then um, the more likely you are to kind of enjoy things a lot more and you realise that there's a lot more out there which I still want to fix I'm reluctant to delete it because I know there's a lot more that I can (laughs) that I can watch (laughs) I mean it, it, it is getting better like to be positive but yeah thanks for joining us Sadie let's do a part two